It is Friday, June 9th, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan along for the ride as well. Plouffe joining us from another beautiful, luxurious hotel room as he continues his trek with the Minnesota Twins with a stop in Canada, eh? Seriously, no joke. Like, how is the air up there? Uh, I've been outside very briefly just last night from the bus to the hotel. I haven't left since, uh, but it looked okay. Definitely a little smoky. Not as bad as those pictures in New York. I did find out from Justin Morneau that most Canadians make fun of Toronto. Did you know that? What? Yeah. Why would, why? It's like, I don't know. That's like a thing. Apparently like Toronto's its own little city. And if you live in Toronto, you like it. And if you're from America, you like it. But most Canadians are like, eh, eh, Toronto. Interesting. Yeah. That's fascinating. Causing problems. I grew up, up five, there, yeah. I grew up five, a five hour drive from there. I still have never been to Toronto. So shame That's on insane. me. I got to get It's there. a great city. It's a great city. I've, I've heard amazing things. Hey, well, a quick reminder, by the way, uh, for those of you that are joining us on the podcast or YouTube version of the show, you can join us live each and every day. All you have to do is download the AMP app on your phone. It's available now, not only on the iPhone, but on Android as well. What that means is you get to listen to our show. You don't have to wait for it to come out later in the day. And you get to contribute to the conversation because we do the half hour show. Then for the last half hour, we interact with our John Boy Media community. So you get to talk to us. You get to yell at us about how stupid our opinions are. You get to make fun of us. You get to have fun with us. So make sure you do that each and every show, Monday through Friday. Sometimes the times dance around. Occasionally we'll go at noon Eastern. Occasionally we go 1130 a.m. Eastern. But we let you know that on social media. And then you'll get an alert on AMP as well. So join us via the AMP app. All right. We are starting today's show with maybe the game of the year. The Mets blow another lead in Atlanta as the Braves, the leaders of the NL East, yet again, they come from behind. They walk it off thanks to the Wizard of Ozzy. And that'll do it. Woo! Start the buses. Poor Larry, a crown. Oh, man. It's time to eat. That will do it. That was awesome. Uh, a great game, 13 to 10, back and forth. I know Mets fans are hating it. Braves fans are loving it. What's your biggest takeaway from the game and or the series? That the Braves are in a different atmosphere than the Mets. They are. They're running away with, with this thing. The Mets are going to have to vie for a wild card spot because essentially the Braves, I mean, do they own the Mets? Can you say that? Well, I mean, I mean if the, you look the, at their last two series in Atlanta, right, last year where it came down to a pair of 100-win teams and somebody was going to win the NL East and get a bye and the other team was going to have to go grind in the wild card, the Mets have now lost six huge games in a row down there. They're relentless, the Braves are. Uh, up and down the lineup, they can beat you. Uh, we saw that throughout the series, whether it's, you know, Sean Murphy doing his thing, Darno. Albies, Acuna, Michael Harris got it going with the bunt and then got, you know, he started uh, with a double and a homer. Like he's, it's just up and down the lineup. Defensively, they look great too. It's, I think the what people are going to take away from this series, and I kind of want to talk about this a little bit, you know, the Pete Alonzo throw it again thing. And, and that was in the first game. Braves end up getting swept, or the Mets end up getting swept by the Braves. 
So there's like some bulletin board type stuff there. Do you use that as fuel? Here's what I'm going to say about that. I would have said the same thing if I was Pete Alonzo. A lot of ball players would say the same thing. That's just that is straight up what like a competitive voice coming out of a dugout that happens to be hot mic'd. You I promise you, all around the league, guys are talking like that. It's it's not that big of a deal. Throw it again. Sure, yeah. He hung two sliders. Throw it again. Let's go. That's stuff that's talked about in all dugouts, just happened to be a hot mic for him and it looks bad, but in all reality, it's just not a big deal. So people are making that a big deal. They shouldn't make it a big deal. What you should make a big deal is just how good the Braves are. In all facets, they've been able to do it. I mean, they won a game where Spencer Strider got rocked. Yeah. You come back and win that game, they're on a different level right now. So I sat down and thought about this a little bit after the game was over because I actually listened to both post-game shows of the regional networks. I have realized that the Braves pay players for what they're about to do. The Mets pay players for what they've done. And I'll admit it. Like, I was super excited to see this Mets team and the $500 million squad. But, man, if I am building a squad, I am doing doing it the way that Alex Anthopoulos has done it. I'm taking some chances on young guys because look at all the contracts they've handed out. Do you feel bad about any of the deals that the Braves have given? No, you're the only one that feels bad about the Acuna deal. In a good I feel way. bad for Acuna, not for <laughs> not for the Braves. Right? I feel terribly for Acuna. I feel great if I'm I the don't franchise. feel bad for Acuna. Well, I do. I do because I still feel like he shortchanged <laughs> himself two hundred million dollars. But that's not for this discussion. The other thing is, is that everybody wants to say, what the what is the matter with the Mets? They're eight and a half back. They get swept in Atlanta again. They're supposed to be one of the best teams that money can buy. I want to look at Atlanta last night. Ninth inning, Ozuna goes down on a called strike. Not a great call, but he went down. They're down to Orlando Arcia, and then Michael Harris, the second, right? He's the second. He's not junior, I believe. Who's hitting under 200. So this is really up to Arcia. He gets a check swing. They say he didn't go. Then he hammers a 3-2 pitch, and Robertson basically collapses on the mound. I want to give all the credit to Orlando Arcia, who has been phenomenal this year. When you look at the lineup, he's the 10th guy you think about in a nine-person lineup. And he has done amazingly well, an OPS of over 860. He just has come up big time for them. He's played a solid defense. Beginning of the year, we thought it was going to be Vaughn Grissom or somebody else at short. He's been the answer. And I think that's just the way the Braves go about it, man. It's just kudos to them. Sometimes it's really easy to perform when you when you know that it's not all on you. Like it takes so much pressure off these guys. If you have a lineup, I mean, I, I just saw it with the Rays. Like no no one in that lineup feels pressure because hey, if I don't get the job, then somebody else can get the job done. And you see it with the Twins. Everyone feels pressure because nobody's getting the job done. So you feel like you have to do so much. And when you get these teams that can kind of rely on each other, it's it's a beautiful brand of baseball to watch. Okay, I got about a minute on this. Um, as of the taping of this show, Pete Alonzo hasn't been placed on the injured list. He's expected to be later today after taking the pitch from Charlie Morton. Uh, how dire is it for the Mets right now as they head into Pittsburgh? Well, obviously they they need him, and I don't think Charlie hit him on purpose, or I hope not. I don't. No. I don't think he no. did. His reaction would say that he didn't. Um, yeah, I mean they need him. Obviously, I mean, he's been 
he's been the main part of that New York Mets offense. Okay, let's let's put it this way. If you had to put a dollar on this, would you say the Mets will make the wild card or no? Yeah, a dollar? Yeah, I'll take the bet. What do you mean? How about a, a million dollars? I just said on, on Talking Baseball, they're in my tier of good team that's going to be a contention for a wild card spot. There's a lot of teams that are kind of in the same boat as them. A lot of yeah, baseball left. So too. They have to figure things out. They're not winning the division. They're going to have to get a wild card spot. They'll be in contention. Philly's right on their Right behind him, though. All right. Uh, let's talk about New York's other team. First time all year we get Yankees and Red Sox. The big TV networks out there that'll uh, have Saturday and Sunday's games will still call it the best rivalry in baseball. But Nestor Cortez, who, by the way, just went on the injured list, begs to differ. The Yankees left-hander told FoxSports.com, quote, it doesn't feel like what we have with Tampa now or with Toronto now. You could argue that the Red Sox haven't been who they really are the last couple of years. Do you agree with him? So rivalries to me are more for fans than anything, especially in modern day baseball. And I actually had a discussion about this with Dick Bremer as we were sitting in the Rays locker room or the Twins locker room in Tampa. There's a couple couches in there. One has the American League emblem on it. The other has a National League emblem on it. And we started talking about, you know, how crazy it was that only the only playoffs used to be the World Series. And he would say, yeah, and they hated each other. You know, the All-Star game, American League, they wanted to beat the National League and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And it was a thing, a, a point of pride between the two leagues. And then you have the rivalries. And with today's baseball guys knowing each other from the WBC or growing up together playing travel ball or uh, these showcases and, you know, guys switching teams and social media, like you kind of like know everybody. So the rivalries to me for players, it, it doesn't really exist. And if it does exist, it is year by year. Who's good? Who do we want to beat? Who's, who's going to try to take us out of the playoff spot? Those are the rivalries for players. So like when Nestor says this, it's not a shock to me. Like the Yankees are chasing the Blue Jays, and the race like those are the teams they're gonna have to catch so yeah that's their rivalry those they have been good and the red sox really haven't you know so i like i said i think the rivalries are more for the fans you know you're talking to your buddy who's a you know if you're a dodger fan you know you i'm sure you know some giants fans and you talk back and forth i would say right now the dodgers aren't really considering them the players aren't considering the giants their their rival necessarily I mean, there's still aspects of that. You understand the importance to the fans, but it just doesn't work that way inside a locker room, inside a clubhouse. I mean, I think he's dead on. I'm I'm more I get more interested for a Blue Jays Yankees or Rays Yankees series than I do this one. I don't even know how much I'm gonna watch it this weekend. Gotta be honest with you. I've very little interest. If you were to rank the series you know, all 15 series this weekend from 1 to 15 in terms of interest is probably somewhere in the middle, maybe a little bit above average, but that's it at best. This has not been a rivalry in terms of what it means to the grand scheme of baseball for 20 years. Because if you hit the rewind button to 03 and 04 when they played back-to-back seven-game ALCSs, the Red Sox still had not won a championship in 85 and then 86 years, respectively. That was a big deal, particularly with the run that the Yankees went on from 96 through 2000. It became even a bigger deal. 
So that's what you'll watch Fox tomorrow when it's the Saturday night game of the week. And they're going to be like, it's the best rival. Really? Think about this. Even back then, 2003, 2004, like social media, like wasn't really a thing. Like we were only getting it fed from ESPN and these big networks because they wanted the massive markets to feel that way. Now it's, it's just completely different now. Like there's just so many, you got shows like ours that are talking about it. Again, I'll, I'll talk about the players and how connected they are through social media you know, there's just different outlets talking about baseball differently. And like, it's not all about ratings and pitting these two large markets against each other. I know there's history there. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not foregoing the history there, but more teams make the no. playoffs than ever. And it's just, there's a lot of factors that go into this now. And I'm telling you right now in, in clubhouses, like the rivalry stuff doesn't exist the way people want to make it exist. Hey, listen, man, even two years ago when Garrett Cole was on the mound in that wild card game, I didn't have the same feeling that I did when I was watching in 03 and 04. Wasn't even close. In 2018, when they had a four-game divisional series, didn't have the same feeling. I think the only thing that could rekindle it for me personally is another ALCS, and that ain't happening anytime soon. Certainly not this year between those teams. So that's the way I feel about it. I don't know how everybody else does around there. Hey, Fubo. Do you know it's a streaming service with over 200 live channels of sports, movies, shows, and news? And Fubo is the streaming leader in what? Baseball coverage. With MLB.tv, MLB Network, other top sports networks, Fubo has the most baseball games that you can get without cable. Plus, with Fubo, you can stream all the action from game days anywhere, anytime, any device. So you got to get on the move. Your weekend going to be busy. You're good. Just take your device with you. Fubo's going to hook you up. Hey, once again, if you want to watch that oldest, most diehard rivalry in baseball, the Yankees and Red Sox is Saturday on Fox. You can watch it on Fubo. Fubo has 55,000 live sporting events annually as well. Innovative features like multi-view, 4K UHD quality, fan view, stat tracker, and oh so much more. It also includes 1,000 hours of cloud DVR at no extra cost. Here's the thing I love about it. If you don't like it, and I haven't heard one person who's like, Fubo sucks. Uh-uh, I haven't heard it. There's no commitment. There's no contract. You can cancel at any time, although the other place is trying to rope you in for a two-year deal. Not here. And on top of that, we want you to try it free with a seven-day trial. Sign up at FuboTV.com slash baseball today to activate a special offer for 15% off your first month. 15% off. Go enjoy Fubo. Oh, I was enjoying last night. A rare laugher for the Cleveland Guardians. That's why I'm wearing my Guardians hat today because of my man, Jose Ramirez. Not one, not two, but three homers for the first time in a game in his outstanding career. And how about the milestones he passed? 200 homers and 700 ribs all in one night. Pretty darn special. Oh, by the way, they also closed the gap to one and a half games behind your Minnesota Twins. If Jose returns to his MVP form, does that give Cleveland the best shot to win baseball's worst division? It's going to take more than just Jose Ramirez. I mean, look, I love the three-homer game. I love the milestones. I love that they had the laugher for you, but that's just not going to be enough, I don't think, uh, to win this division. Because uh, day in and day out, you can't rely on that. So other people have to go as well. Naylor uh, had a good series, so... You know, he actually has the highest OPS plus on the team right now, 119. There's only two guys, him and Ramirez, that have an OPS plus over 100. Uh, but guys like Bell and guys like Quan, like they have to get going as well because that's just 
offensively two guys is not enough. You need to have them back doing their thing. And I be, do I believe they're going to be in the hunt for the AL Central? Abso-freaking-lutely. And the White Sox might also join the party, Chris. It's going to be an interesting ride here for us in the AL Central because none of these teams want to separate themselves. I mean, the Twins have been abysmal offensively. Uh, they have just been, it's been bad. And they've let oh. the Guardians catch up. They've let the White Sox catch up. But to answer your question, no, he has to go, yes. But there needs to be more than just Jose Ramirez in that offense uh, if they want to go ahead and take control of the AL Central. I mentioned the guys that need to do it. And will they do it? I mean, they're going to be better offensively. Is it going to be enough? We'll see. What team of Kansas City's on their own island and the Detroit's getting ready to join them because they've been slip sliding yes. away. I think they've lost like six in a row or something. Which of those three teams, Cleveland, Minnesota, Chicago, has the fewest holes? I know my answer. Honestly, with Min- the way Minnesota's offense has looked and the way they're banged up, I'm not going to say them because their starting pitching has been great. They have some decent like, – bullpen options are good, but I would say like on a whole their offense is bad. And then Cleveland, you could almost say the exact same thing where Absolutely. like they have some starters. Like, so who's bullpen- that leave? It leaves the White Sox, but I mean, I think they all have holes. This is a bunch of <laughs> wiffle balls, bro. But somebody, I know, but one team has got to have the fewest holes. Somebody has to have the fewest I think, holes. I, I think it might be Cleveland, to be honest with you. I know you want me to say White Sox, but I, I'm not there with them yet. I think it might be Cleveland. The only thing that w- worries me massively about the White Sox is the thing we don't talk about, and that's their defense. I see yeah. them make some plays every night where you're like, guys, do you? Have you ever taken infield or something? It just are it's a weird, weird look for them sometimes. Um, it, it, I will answer my own question here. Josh Bell, where are you, brother? Yeah. I mean, they paid him $17 million this offseason for this year and next. He's got a player option, so he might be around for two for 34. He has got to provide some pop. He's got to. And I know that. He just might end up being – He's first of all, do you know Josh Bell at all? I do not. Okay, he's a great kid. Like, he is awesome. And so I like that I get to root for him. That's like a little – I like that. Uh, he's got to be better. He, he has been a good player on teams that aren't in contention, and then when he gets in contention, it's like, where do you go? He was horrible in San Diego except for that opposite field homer in the playoffs against the Mets last year. Like, he he was invisible in San Diego once he got traded there, and he's been non-existent. I think he's got four homers so far through, like, nine or ten weeks of the baseball season. He's got to do something. Naylor, better. They never get anything out of the catching position. That's been horrible. Ahmed Rosario, terrible this year, shortstop. Jimenez is finally getting it back. They need him, too. That's one guy we didn't mention. He, you know, they signed him to a nine-figure extension. He's got to get it going. But, man, oh, man. What about your boy, Quan? I mean, so 373 OBP last year. He's at a 333, so a 40-point 40, 40 yeah. drop there. Like, are, have they just been approaching him differently? Is there a book out there? What have you seen from him? I've seen a lot more swing and miss. And for yeah. a guy who's who who is laser-focused on the zone, it's been a struggle. I'll actually – next week I'm going to two games – 
in San Diego, Guardians. And so I'll have a chance to talk to them. And, you know, they're they're all good guys. Be around, I look forward to being around the team and kind of getting the feel, talking okay. to some guys about what they think has gone wrong. The good news is they're one and a half back. And yeah. I think all three of those teams are going to be in it all year. So, uh, Meanwhile, the two best teams in all of baseball, the Rangers and the Rays, will meet in St. Pete for three this weekend. Our buddy Tyler Glass now is on the mound tonight. What are you most interested in with this series? I mean, honestly, I just want to see the series play out because the Rangers have been incredible, and I just got to see the Rays, and I can't talk highly enough about this team and what they do. But I think the the coolest thing for me is the two bros facing off. I just think that's amazing. Um, I can only imagine if I got to play in the big leagues against my brother and then if we were both having career years and we were both on the two best teams in baseball. It's insane. So yeah. I think that's my favorite thing of the series. But again, I'll reiterate, this is just going to be, I hope, I mean, I'm, I, I, who knows what's going to happen, but I'm assuming it's just going to be three great games, um, two you know different types of offenses, the way they get it done, but maybe also pretty similar. The Rays offense to me is just so complete, but you could say the same thing about the Rangers. I mean, the two top offenses in baseball going at it, Plus, they still have pitching. It's, I think it's the two best teams in baseball. Like, really, not just by record, but like the two best teams in baseball. Braves are on that level, two people. But then it's these two. Yeah. Um, so for me, I guess it's one person in particular that I'm really interested in is Nathan Evaldi. Evaldi. Okay. Um, he pitches Saturday. He has been unreal. His last seven starts, how many runs do you think he's given up? Oh, I just I just give this gave this awards. Not many, bro. Seven starts. He's probably given up like ten or something like that. Four. Four. Okay. I should have known that. Four. A lot of ones what? and zeros. Yeah. Yeah. And I think with three were in one game. I mean, it's ridiculous what he has done. Now, the person who wants to just throw hater aid on him will say okay well this year he has faced Oakland Kansas City twice the Yankees without Aaron Judge Detroit the Cubs Seattle who's all swing and miss the Angels I'm like I don't care who he's facing but he's facing the number one OPS team in baseball the number one home run hitting team the number one stolen base club number two in runs scored behind his own team the Texas Rangers I get it Good. Let's see what he's that, – that's why I want to watch. I want to see if he could shove yeah. again. So I, I don't ever blame somebody for who – he can only control – he's not going like – he's not sitting there saying, can we manipulate the rotation so I can go against Kansas City twice this year? He doesn't give a shit. He goes, give me the ball and I'll go beat him, and that's what he's done. And he's been the best signing of anybody this offseason. It's going to be incredible. I'm going to be glued to it. It's, I mean, think about that. Like, if we were to t tell you, you know, in the preseason, hey, Rangers, Rays, two best records in baseball going out, you're going to be enthralled with this series. I'd be like, no, wouldn't be, bro. Here we are, and you better be watching this series. And as far as the uh, Josh Lowe, Nathaniel Lowe, uh, I talked to Nathaniel on the Rose Rotation about this the first time they're ever squaring off against one another. Remember, they came out in the same draft class. Uh, Nathaniel was coming out of Mississippi State. Josh was a highly touted prospect uh, out of the state of Georgia as a high schooler. 
And um, they were, you know, in the organization together for a while. And then Nathaniel gets traded. And so he said, this is going to be a, a lot of fun. We'll put that clip out today. I'm sure to, uh, cause it's such, it's such a rarity and it's really cool. crazy. I love it. Hey, I want to welcome everybody to the world of sports cards reimagined. So mm. whether you're a brand new collector, that would be somebody like me or a guy that has shoe boxes full of cards in your attic. That would be somebody like Plouf. The sports card investor app will completely change the way that you buy, sell and collect. You can jumpstart your collection by finding the best prices on cards, your favorite players, helping you build a one-of-a-kind collection and save some dough as well. You can easily track the value of your favorite cards. It's kind of like the stock market. You find the best prices with eBay deals, see which players are on the rise, all from the palm of your hand. With up-to-date sales data on over 2 million cards, you know exactly what your collection is worth and when to buy and sell. This is available for free in Google Play and the App Store. Reimagine how you collect and download the Sports Card Investor app today, which is something I know that Trevor Plouffe has. I imagine you check that bad boy a couple times a day, don't you? Check it out. Absolutely. See what I got, you know, to see what uh, my, I, you know what? I have a bunch of Ellie De La Cruz cards. I know. I got to go dig those things out, make sure they're protected the right way. Now, would you go get that signed? Yeah, I don't know. No, I don't know. I mean, can you, how much do you got to help me out here? How much okay. does his signature increase the value of a card? I have no idea. Sometimes okay. people don't like like external new signatures on a card because it's hard mm -hmm. to get it like authenticated, and then that's why I ask. So it's it, people think differently of it. Uh, so I told you the other day I was talking with Josh Donaldson when I was out at Dodger Stadium. He says he has one of the most extensive card collections of anyone. And of he's he does all... a bunch of different sports too. Yeah. That's what he said. He does a ton of different sports. Mm -hmm. I was fascinated by it. He told me some dollar figures that are attached to the thing. Well, oh, he's rich, bro. I know. I he know. Rich, rich. And he's richer. He's richer because of this. So go download that. All right. I questioned myself whether or not I should put this in as the last topic of the show. I had somebody from Cleveland beg me not to put Sir Yacht's first pitch yesterday. He's a social media influencer. I hate ripping on guys from Cleveland, but obviously it was staged. Did you even laugh one bit at this? Yes or no? Uh, not really. Uh, but I will say, like, he did go all out for it and, like, mm -hmm. throwing the ball, not just falling, but throwing the ball as he fell was a, a nice touch to it. Mm -hmm. But I don't like when people stage things. I don't. I, I like when things are real like i like uh i don't think 50 cent staged his throw and how bad that was i think that's hands down more funny than what i just saw there the the only props i'll give him and once again i'm not here to rip on the kid i don't know him at he all. sounds like you're ripping on the uh, kid i don't know who it is but you know it sounds like you're ripping on him well i'm about to give him some props he's trying to talk okay. to all of the cleveland browns starting quarterbacks since the team returned to the league in 1999. He's done like eight interviews with guys like Tim Couch and Derek Anderson and Spurgeon Wynn. You know, they have that long laundry list on the back of a jersey. They've had yeah. 30, I think Watson was like 32 or 33rd different quarterback started since 99. It's a ridiculous number. He's trying to interview all of them. So I'll give him, I'll give him that. 
So whatever. Um, yeah. Don't forget, okay. join us every Monday through Friday on the AMP app. Download it on your iPhone or on Android, which is awesome. We can catch you all three games. You'll be in the booth in Toronto. Yes, sir. Okay. And then Monday, you'll be joining us from Minnesota. Yes. We have an off day in Minnesota. I will be there. I, I'm, I'm not missing anything again until Wednesday when I right. have a day game and I can't I can't do it. So. Right, right. Jolly will be. Apparently, there. everybody wants Jake to replace me and Jolly to replace yeah. me. Guess what? I ain't leaving. Nobody wants you replaced. You know, stop it. You're like the starting pitcher who has to miss a turn in the rotation you're rooting for your replacement to do poor no don't i don't do but i do get do i but i do suffer mentally when people aren't praising me so well we all love you you've done a great <laughs> job on fox Four on uh on valleys north and um you're super smart and extremely handsome and oh thanks it looks like you're in a fantastic hotel in toronto got a hot wife yeah, well, that's all true. Once again, I feel weird when I say that, so I'm going to let you say that, okay? <laughs> uh, everybody have an amazing baseball weekend for our one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Rourke, and the uber-talented guy that we can barely exist without him, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. We will see you Monday on Baseball Today. <laughs>